Alright, welcome back, welcome back, I'm gonna have to say that every single time, so get used to it. Uh, that, once again, was Lady Loop by ALO, who Nathan actually, I happened to see on Thursday night at Brooklyn Bowl. It was a lovely show, I hadn't seen him in about three years, Nice. and uh, they actually played Lady Loop to close the show, and I, uh, I, I gave him a sample of our podcast, and they enjoyed it. Cool, cool. Good to know that uh, they appreciate our work because we appreciate their work. Absolutely. Um, so, guys, welcome back to the Temple Podcast. I am Richard Blue. On the line with me, of course, as always, is Nathan Schwartz. Hey, little Nathan. Hey, how's it going? You enjoying this first week of NBA action? You know, I, I am I'm excited. You know, there's like lots of things to like. I am always my at my most attentive during the first week of the season seeing LeBron in a new uniform there's like just a lot of compelling narratives I'm gonna say it's um, it's been really weird seeing some of the guys in new uniforms we we had a plan to talk about this at all so I'm already hijacking the pod and we literally just did the rundown so I'm sorry to do this to you Richard but seeing Tony Parker it's okay in a Hornets uniform is just weird like it's weird seeing LeBron in Lakers uniform Rondo in Lakers uniform is jarring because I've grown up cheering against him, rooting against him. But yeah, Parker and Parker in a Hornets uniform is just unusual. Well, I'm just happy that the Hornets are wearing those, you know, Charlotte throwbacks, the grandmamas. So the baby blue pinstripes. All right, but yeah, it's beautiful. We didn't come here to talk about them. We came here to talk about. I mean, ten other teams, give or take. A bunch of other yeah. teams, you know, honestly. So uh, today we're going to be going over our week one overreactions. And uh, we're going to start in the Eastern Conference. Um, <laughs> let's let's start with uh, the East leading Boston. Well, not the East leading. Well, let's just start with the Boston Celtics. Yeah, yeah. and their new leading man, franchise player, the best man to grace the-, the green since Larry Bird himself. We're skipping right over that whole Paul Pierce debacle generation. Jason Tatum. This is, this is, the question is, is it, is this his team? And I say, yes, it is. And that is a good thing because he, they drafted him. They're not going to have to pay him for a while. He's blossoming. He could also be blossoming because he's surrounded by superstars. So he never has the best guy guarding him. That also could be the case. Uh, but pretty much, I mean, if you're Boston and you trade it down from the one pick to get this dude, you know, I think you give him the keys and let him run the team. You know, I, I think it's crazy. Um, he, he very well may be the best player on that team right now. He's at least looking like it. Hayward's still rusty, so I don't quite want to rule him out. Kyrie's still showing a little bit of rust, so... I think they're both better than him. Um, I would expect them to both be better than him. But through the first three games, Tatum has really made this look like his team. I am worried about what that may do for team chemistry, though. You think that? I mean, look, egos do come into play at some point. And Kyrie did, you know, I read something funny on ESPN that said, you know, did uh did, did Kyrie, or it was a really funny meme, the look on your face when... You escape LeBron's shadow just to get into somebody else's shadow. Which, if he's if this becomes Tatum's team and everyone's just hype around Tatum, 
I worry that the, that it may affect him. Um, you know, I don't know if he demands a trade or even if him demanding a trade would be the worst thing in the world. But they get more picks. Kyrie would be the first. Would he be the first number one overall pick to be traded for multiple first round picks, like in different in different trade oh, scenarios? I gotta feel like Shaq was traded a number of those times, and they weren't all free agent signings, or at least that they were sign and trade deals. But maybe I, I know he was definitely traded to Phoenix. I think he was traded to Cleveland as well. That would that might have been a signing though. You know, I don't know, but it's. I worry that if Tatum's too good, too soon, this whole thing breaks up and blows up. I think he might be the best already, but I think he needs to learn to stay humble. Uh, and not saying that he's not humble or anything. I don't know him. I don't know anything about him. But if he gets too, uh, too ahead of himself, it could be really bad for the team. Winning solves everything. So if they do, if this, if Tatum blossoms in route to a championship, I think Kyrie leaves personally, um, especially if Tatum is the main reason they win. Um, but it also could be the inverse. I think that I'm going to go with winning solves everything. So as long as Boston keeps winning and Irving and Hayward become more comfortable, you know, I, I do agree that I with you in certain regards that, you know, this will cause a little bit of trouble. Mm-hmm. I also worry that Hayward... You know, might not be able to fully stretch his wings as much as he like. I don't know what Hayward's mindset was when he got to Boston. Whether he was going to be like, you know, one B, but now like he might actually like be two C, like as far as like options. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. So if Tatum's their leading scoring option, I still think Kyrie's second, which puts Hayward as third and. I don't know if he's here to Th- be there. third, uh, but an unproven third option. Right, I mean, he's proven from his Utah you know days I mean? as long as he can regain his health. Yes, but he's never played any games with these dudes before. That's fair. So it's just like I think they would they don't trust him That's fair. yet. So I think like Jalen Brown would be the next option even before him right now. I worry about Jalen Brown. I don't think he's that good. I never thought he was I that think good. He is but good. people like. Mm. Rozier is the only player on that team, and I, 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 I hate him, but he's a very solid basketball player. Yeah, um, I wouldn't mind seeing Also, it could just be Brad Stevens coaching, man. That's Stevens just knows how to get people to do what they got to do, man. That's fair. So, I mean, like, we could be talking about all this, but, like, the great X factor is Brad That's Stevens. Very fair. So, you know... We'll see. You know, Kyrie admitted that the world isn't isn't flat. He, so. he didn't say that. He said that he's sorry <laughs> for saying the world is flat, but he didn't say he believes it's round. <laughs> so let's move on to our next team that I want to talk about on the just, rundown. Just here. Hard end there. We've got. <laughs> just, what we're just hard ending it there. Oh yeah, we'll hard end it there. Uh, yeah, uh, um, Toronto. Do we feel like this is the best case Toronto. Scenario? So yeah, the, uh, with Toronto, you know, I feel like I mean, look, they're they're three and zero, and they look good. I mean, last night they won without with Kawhi taking a night off. I like that they're like giving him nights off. Yeah, it's it's good to see that they their depth is still there. They've got a lot of really young bench players. There's uh, Norman Powell looked really good, good yesterday. Uh, 
Pascal Siakam had one coast-to-coast take that I did not expect from him. Um, they're they're going to be good. They're be really good. And they've got three easy games coming up. I mean, not easy, easy, but Charlotte Hornets is, should be a win. Timberwolves, with their dysfunction, will be a win. Dallas, although they got the win with Luka last night, um, will be another win in all likelihood. So they're going to start out 6-0 and before they play Milwaukee and Philly. You know, they're off to a really good start. I I agree, and they've Kawhi doesn't there doesn't seem to be a lot of drama surrounding the team. Kawhi just doing his thing, being Kawhi, being quiet. Uh, I'm very happy with that. Um, you know, I'm rooting for him to just stay there and for them to have success. It'd be really nice for him to stay in the East. We don't the West doesn't need anybody else. So, are we willing to overreact and, and say that they're going to be a 65 win team? I think that, much like the NFL, the first month of the NBA season really is an extension of the preseason, really. Teams still figuring Um, themselves out. Yeah, no one knows. Like, you know, you don't really know how to play together until you play together, right? That's fair. So, I feel like, I mean, like, you know, last year in the early standings, the Knicks had a couple of wins, you know what I mean? I was like, oh my gosh, if the playoffs started today... You know, and then when I'm looking at the standings now, it's just kind of like Brooklyn has the eighth seed at one and two. Like, I don't know. There are only three undefeated teams left in the Eastern Conference. Wow. Um, one of them being the Detroit Pistons. There's four. So, like, man, there's, there's four in the West. Yeah, there's only seven total teams that haven't lost a game yet. Like, that's that's not bad. No, it's not bad at all. And so, like... I think I do I think that in this case of Toronto I don't think we're overreacting. I think that this is the best case scenario that they wanted to start off with, you know, coming into the season, winning games and just to keep winning really. If they get off to a good start, they could be the one seed again. Mm-hmm. And this time there will be no LeBron to dethrone them. I was I was debating it with a, another couple of members of the uh, UBR or a Facebook group discuss basketball there. Uh, they've got a football group too. I highly recommend them. Uh, but we're discussing what it would take for Kawhi to be the MVP. Um, and, and I really do believe that it's not only going to take 60, it's probably going to take 63 to 65 wins. Um, just because they have to show improvement. He has to show that he is significantly more valuable than DeMar DeRozan. And I think if they just get back to that 59-60 win range that they were at last year, he's not going to have shown that. But... It's true. I mean, that's more than enough to win the East, though. It's more than enough to win the East, but as an individual, I don't think it's enough to win the MVP. True. And I think that, you know, I've, damn it, but I think the Bucks are going to be challenging them the whole way. Fair. Wait, what? I think the Bo- I think Boston what? could be... I think Boston might be a three or four seed. I know, but... The Bucks? The Bucks look, the Bucks look are, okay. Wait, right wait, wait, wait. Yeah. Are, Giannis? Are, are we talking about Giannis? Oh well, look, I wasn't look. That's not. Oh, uh, no, cool. We can get to Giannis. I'm, 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 I'm shutting, I'm shutting down this. Uh, this uh, I don't want to get you started. Let, let's move on. Let's move on to uh, Philadelphia and Washington. Actually, I feel like we should talk to the, talk about them. Yeah. A little bit in tandem. If because it's it's you know these are two middling teams that didn't really do much, 
and I qualify even signing Dwight Howard as not doing much <laughs> in the offseason. Middling's probably and, not the best word for Philly, but yeah, they're, they haven't started off as well they, as I wanted. I mean, 2-1, and one, they're okay. I mean, they got waxed by Boston, though. That game was never in certain, or uncertain, never in doubt. Um, it was never really a contested game yeah. at all. And then watching the Orlando game, which uh, Simmons hurt his back, left the game, did not return. It, um, it really made me worry. If They are so top-heavy. If Embiid or Simmons misses time, that's going to hurt them for, for a while. And that's what makes Boston better than them. Hell, that's what makes Toronto better than them. Kawhi could sit out. You know, Hayward and and Irving both didn't even play, and they fucking made the damn... They almost made the NBA Finals. <laughs> like, that's a good team. <laughs> I, mean, I, I love Embiid. I think Embiid is very good. But I think Embiid's also going to miss... 10, 15 games, even if he's you know fully healthy, you just give him some rest days, is because he's a big guy that you know lumbers up and down the court. I think he's going to need some time off. If he plays seventy two games, I'm not disappointed, but I think it does cap you as far as a uh, a regular season team. And this brings me to my point of how good are you really if you can't stay on the floor? Oh man, you know. Uh, Cam and Derek from the site. That's their big push with Embiid. We just released our top 100 player rankings on on uh, TempleEAM.com, um, uh, and they're very harsh on Embiid because because of that exact reason. My counter to it is, I don't care if you're on the floor in the regular season. If you play all all the playoff games that you need to play, that's what I care about. And I think Embiid is one of the guys that really makes a difference in the playoffs for his team. It's just like a shame because like you know Simmons and him I mean Simmons they both missed a full season and beat multiple seasons mm-hmm. like due to injury and like you know what separates the great ones Jordan's always healthy LeBron's always healthy Paul has like has struggled with health which is why he missed the NBA Finals last yeah. year. He could have been a fucking champion already. Yeah, Chris Paul always... Can't stay healthy. Well, but see, that's the thing. is getting hurt in the playoffs versus getting hurt in the regular season. And Paul has gotten hurt in a number of regular seasons. Or not regular seasons. He gets hurt in the playoffs and misses those games in the playoffs. And I think there's regular rest schedules for Embiid, where if you rest him regularly, you can keep him healthy for the playoffs. Right. Embiid should never play more than maybe 60 games in a season. Yeah. I mean, I'd like to see 70, but... No, that's that's something for the guy. Like Porzingis should play no more than sixty games. He should play two thirds of the season. Like rest every third game. What would you think? And of, what would you think of the NBA kind of hitting a baseball like structure, where you have instead of pitchers, but you have like your superstars or your big men that only play a couple of games, or you know they play a few, they rest, play a few, then rest. It might help with, I think, I mean, as we, as we get smarter and smarter and the rules change and everything like that, it might help to keep some of these players on the floor and they long, and help with the longevity of their careers. Because it's a shame, like, you know, I, I, as a Knicks fan, you know, Porzingis, like, he should never be playing more than 60 games in a season. 
Then play him all the playoffs. Imagine what the but like imagine what that would have done for Yao Ming's career if he could have had more regularly scheduled rest intervals. Could he have stayed in the league longer? Could we have been looking? You could, we could we could start that conversation and keep going through so many things where people just like didn't overexpose themselves, mm-hmm. and you know perhaps you know how different history in at least league history in multiple leagues would have turned out. Yeah. Um, but let's move on to Washington. Well, before we do that, sorry. We had put these okay. on the list to kind of discuss what we thought the floor of them were. And it seemed yes. full preseason, and, and even the off season, no one was putting Philadelphia below three. Three was considered the floor for them. And I think we both feel that they have a lower floor than that. Yes. How far could you see them realistically falling? Five? Five, six? Yeah. Five, probably, though. I think five is a new floor. Six, if we have another, like, let's say we have a very, like, competitive Charlotte Hornet team somehow. Yeah, I'm willing to say six if Butler gets traded to the East. You know, I think if Butler goes to Miami. And he doesn't get traded to the Sixers. Yeah. Yeah, if he gets traded to the Sixers, we're putting their floor back at three. But I had them at four in, yeah. in our last pod, or our Eastern preview, because I think the Bucks will be better than them. I think for what I've seen from Indiana, I think Indiana will be better than them. Um, Indiana is going to be a lot of fun. Yeah. Oladipo is literally he's going to be oh, I can't even. And um, he's really he's really hitting he's really hitting his stride. He is. And they haven't, they still haven't figured out the Turner, Sabotis, which one's going to be better. But they both had great games. They both kind of had a, a dud of a game in there. But, you know, if if one of those guys is good every night, then you've got two legitimate players between you know, Oladipo and either of the bigs. And that's, that's all you really need to win a regular season game. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean... So we're lowering Philly's floor, and um, also I uh, I also want to be able I also think I want to touch on the um, Cavs uh, at some point uh, before we finish the East okay. because well, we'll, they've been we'll toss them the back surprisingly underwhelming. I mean, so do do you want? But you were expecting this, so but I I, was, I do want to touch on Washington because I do kind of connect them to. Philly and like sure. similarity to quote unquote superstars. I mean, Washington's been in, it has been very disappointing, but uh, they're own two, and um, their floor. We had them at what? What do you have them as a? Uh, I forget if I had them at seven or eight. Uh, no, I might have had them all the way at six. I, I think, I think them. Uh, then Miami and Detroit will get the last three playoff spots. Maybe Charlotte sneaks in there. Uh, I think that's a four-team grouping. That's going to be probably the six through nine in, in the East. I didn't really think that they would fall all the way to eight. I thought they might fall to seven. Um, but now I think I think there's a chance that they could fall to eight or possibly even out of the playoffs. I really think so. I really... I mean... It's, 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 it's a shame. Like... They have so much talent, and 
Scott Brooks is the coach and they can't do shit. And it's really, uh, it's a little, it's a little frustrating. Um, not, not even a Wizards fan. It's just like, no one likes to watch dysfunction. And when I watched them in the preseason and I thought they looked really good, uh, were times when Wall wasn't on the court and everyone was moving the ball. Beal was snapping it to Rivers, Rivers was snapping it to Sadoransky, who was moving it to Porter, who was moving it to Ubre. And, you know, they just kept the ball moving and, and going. And from what I've seen of them in the regular season, they're back to kind of one man dribbles and, and then a pass. Uh, long dribble, pass, long dribble, pass. I think they might need to break it up, get rid of Wall, which I, I, I know I said that in the East, but. I, I, Everything I see just keeps reiterating that thought. Move to an open, spread the floor offense. You've got a lot of good players that can contribute. Get more out of some of these other guys. I mean, if they keep losing, you may see something like that happen. I can't imagine a 10 Leonsis is just going to take this like sitting back. Um, you know, especially in the light of the Caps winning the Stanley Cup, you know, I'm, I'm sure he's he's hungry for uh, more success. I, I don't know that. They own, uh, Ted, the same owner owns them as the yeah, Caps. Ted, oh. Yes, that's why their colors are exactly the I same. I just figured it's because they're in Washington D.C. and they're like rah rah, go America. Well, Ted, that, I mean Ted, it was a part of that, but yeah, Ted Leones is the owner of the Capitals and the Wizards. Right. Um, but yeah, I mean they could potentially miss the playoffs. It's kind of crazy. Um, and can I use as a segue to go into uh, Cleveland? Um, yes, but, f- well, can I get your best Dwight Howard butt joke pun? The issue, uh, the issue is I don't know if I have one. I mean, you don't, you don't even want to say, you know, he's the butt of the joke? Oh, well, I mean, it seems like, I mean... Technically, with your theory of uh, Howard leaving and success following, the Hornets are doing okay. <laughs> I'm just just saying, I went on a nice long tweet, or not tweet, uh, text rant of just butt-based puns. And, you know, he's, uh, he's really at the bottom of his career. Oh, boy. You know, he's a bum. Just... Uh, when you're out with a butt injury after being a pain in the ass, it's for a lot of teams. It just it comes too easy. Ah. But all right, I'll let you. I'll let you move on to Cleveland because I know, I know you've got some takes. What uh, What are your Cleveland thoughts? Um. As far as Cleveland, they can miss the postseason. Well, uh, yeah, they're definitely gonna miss the postseason. I didn't think they were going to miss the postseason. Thought, I thought they were in the top you eight. You thought Jetty was going to get them there? I thought Colin Sexton was going to get them there. I thought they love. And, yes. Ugh. So. I really like Ty Lue, the best coach in the world. Their last game against Minnesota, I think we saw statistically what may be the best output from Cleveland. Uh, love had 25 points, 19 rebounds, 7 assists. Jetty Osman had 22 points. Clarkston poured in 19 off the bench. Sexton looked good with 14. Like, if I told you that they were going to have these numbers from those guys 
You say that's a win every time. Yeah. But it's not. But it's not. <laughs> you know? They have a negative 10 point differential. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. You know? They got... If that's not enough to win, then what? Like, they literally just they have nothing then. And it's not like even Minnesota had a great game. Like, if I told you that that Kevin Love was going to have 25-19-7 and seven, and Carl Anthony Towns was going to have 12 points, 9 rebounds, you say that's a win. But they still just yeah. got waxed. Oh, didn't Jimmy Butler drop like 33 in that game? Yeah, yeah, he had 33 on 12 shots. That's that's really impressive. That's really impressive. That means you're just not playing that's, any defense. Very high field goal percentage. Well, you were just letting um, him walk to the basket. Well, I mean, we know that the Cavs have never been known for their defense. Not since, you know, pre-LeBron Miami days. Yeah. When Big Z was roaming the middle. And Danielle Marshall. Yeah. And good old Larry Hughes. You know, it's... Unless... It's sad. They don't I'm, have enough I'm offensive very firepower to, to get into these 130 games. And they don't have enough defensive firepower or defensive stoppage to keep teams at the 110 level or the, the 100 level where they would really need to be to win. I just, I mean, with the Cavs out of the playoff picture, I mean, who do you think might replace them? I, I mean, I I think Pistons get in. I think they're the team that wasn't in last year that gets in. Uh, and if not Pistons, Charlotte. Some scary stuff. Some real scary stuff. Cleveland out of the playoffs, back in the lottery. I didn't just think it wouldn't happen this quickly, but, you know, LeBron is just the one main piece and then you take him away and all the pieces without him make no sense. This is what we're pretty much gathering every single time. He comes and leaves. I mean, when when you build a team around a guy, I, I think that would happen. I think it's very rare that a player is able to walk away and the team is able to still be good. Like In Charlotte, I mean, not in Charlotte, in Boston it happens every day. Player leaves, player gets hurt, team operates fine. So I don't really know how important Kyrie Irving or Gordon Hayward really is to the Celtics team. <laughs> okay, you totally said that happens in Charlotte every time, and I was like, Charlotte's not. No, good. no, I said Charlotte. Yeah, good. no, I, I, I didn't mean Boston. Charlotte. Okay. Yeah, I meant Boston. Right. Yeah, the, the Celtics, the C, the Charlotte is Charlotte. Right, Celtics. It's Sunday. It's Sunday morning. I had a big breakfast. I'm a little tired. Fair. Forgive Very me. Fair. All right, I'm not. I'm operating at like I should have had some kind of like coffee or something. But um, anyway, as we move forward, um, I, I would like to um, talk about my Knicks for a second. Yeah, how you feel about your All Star rookie, Alonzo Trier? <laughs> He's doing okay. I mean, I like. I really can't. Like again. I've taken everything with a grain of salt. We do have a plus five point differential despite being one and two. Um, but, um, I don't know, we're scoring points. I was so worried the, when I texted uh, you Knox got Knox got hurt a little bit. I was, I was so uh, worried when I texted you last night about Knox getting hurt. I was like, oh, crap. 
if, if this is done, I don't know what's going to happen to Richard. If he's just going to be like, I'm done with basketball. I'm done with the NBA forever. Well, I mean... I think he'll be back. Like I said, I, they should like work on making sure this doesn't happen too often with Knox. And hopefully they will be able to like manage his minutes properly and lose properly. We need to lose. I don't want us winning. Every game that we win is another chance. It's another year. Then we have to wait for us to be competitive for every single win. So let's just lose. Like that. That's, that's my message. But... Mainly what I really wanted to talk about with the Knicks was this fake Knicks hype that's happening with like us potentially saying this person or that person. I, I heard, you know, maybe Fat Joe's gonna come play for us, you know, Patrick Ewing's gonna come out of retirement, Alan Houston, you know, is gonna you know, I don't know, you know what I mean? I heard There's you guys were gonna get Uncle happening. Drew. Well look, if we got Uncle Drew I mean, Uncle Drew just basically told us he's re-signing with Boston. He was like, oh, I thought about it. You know, I'm not Nick's talking about Kyrie. Article. I'm talking about the real Uncle Drew. Did you hear he beat Joe Hammond while eating a ham sandwich? I heard about this. I, I heard we're also going to have to give him the Super Vets minimum, which is a bowl of porridge <laughs> and uh, $2 million you know, and some prune juice. The vet minimum goes up for each year you've been in the league, which I don't think he was ever in the league. But if we just add it on a little bit for each year, you're probably still looking at like a 10 mil contract for him. I think he's supposed to be 70 or something. Something like that. I, I did not get a chance to see the movie, I've, but I should have seen it. I finally watched it last week. I actually got decent reviews. I, I finally watched it last week. I actually really enjoyed it. Like, I shamelessly liked that movie. Um, I don't think it's a good movie unless you like basketball because a lot of the jokes were basketball related. But it was a really funny basketball movie. I think any NBA fan should go watch it. Um, and, and, like, they did a really good job of the the intro. It, it looks like it's a mockumentary with people talking about him. And they got Joe Hammond and they got Pee Wee Kirkland and a lot of people to, uh, to talk about him. Uh, hey, Richard, give me just a sec. So the Knicks... Um... I just want to kind of get over. I want to come back to the hype and basically saying like the fact that none of no one's gonna. We're not really. We're much further away from really turning the whole ship around than I think the media has portrayed. Also, I really think that James Dolan is the eternal factor in all of this. That like I don't think anyone's gonna sign up the Knicks until he's gone. Like I just don't think. It, it just makes doesn't make sense. Like if Jimmy Butler was to sign with us, it doesn't make sense from a career move. He's not gonna. We're not. We're gonna. We're gonna be what a, a four or five seed. If even if we have Knox and Porzingis healthy, we're gonna be a four or five seed, and we're not gonna make the finals. We're not gonna win the finals. And like it doesn't make any sense if Durant came here next year. It makes no sense if Irving came here. Like not like for where they're at in their careers, <laughs> it makes no sense for them to come to the Knicks. We have got to build like like you know I like all this superstar movement while it's great for the league it comes at a sacrifice because you see like you know Cleveland built for now so then if one of them came here then the Knicks would have to start building for now mm -hmm. you know and and you know you see like a Philadelphia team that is not necessarily built for now but and I actually 
you know, they didn't really try to build for now. They didn't really, like, they, they went out and they, they, they tested the waters, but they didn't bring anybody in, but they still have that nucleus. So eventually these, like, you know, these people in their prime, they're going to, like, die off, and Philly will be able to take the reins when it, the time is well, right. Not, not die off, you know yeah. what I mean? Not die you off, know, but you know what I, I mean. mean I, I look at everything in terms of video game tie off. So I think it's really going to depend on if Porzingis is healthy uh, and what Porzingis looks like. Like, um, but there are still some free agents available. DeMarcus Cousins can't re-sign with Golden State. Um, well, I mean, he could. He would just have to only re-sign for, or like 120 percent of what his salary is. So it, he could go up to like seven mil. Which I think he's going to want something in the twenty million dollar range. Um, I think, which the Knicks could afford to give him, and then still have some cap space. Yep, at which or which they could use to throw at Kemba Walker. So, you know, if you run it back next year with Kemba, um, Knox, Porzingis, and Cousins, that's you know you've missed out on that's a fun yeah, team. You've missed out on your big name free agents, but you can still. You could still be a really good team. There's also Chris Middleton available for this offseason. Uh, Kate's Kate's uh, Kate's twin. Yeah, yeah the, the best Middleton. Uh, that's debatable. That has yet to be proven. Uh, you know, it's a, that's a, that's a, that's fake news. Okay, if you signed Chris Middleton, would you show the highlight of him jumping over uh, Tim Hart or I guess it was Giannis that did the jump? Up over Tim Hardaway, would you show him doing that lob pass and be like, "Now in New York, this guy"? <laughs> no, you know why? Because we don't show the highlight of Carmelo Anthony punching Marty Collins in the face when Melo came over to the Knicks. <laughs> so, and I just watched that video today, which we'll get into in our West segment about my little my fight. Yeah, theory let's, that let's I have. use that to transition. Lakers Rockets. It got um, it got a bit contentious last night, as I'm sure everyone knows at this point. Oh man, that was yeah. Today we're we're probably, I don't know. We didn't really name the day of the week, so it's Sunday afternoon, and we're here, yeah. um, potting. Uh, last night we had another. I'm gonna call it. I'm gonna call it like I see it. We had another Mike Breen brawl. Brawl. MBB. Mike Breen brought and this guy, this guy Mike Breen, who was my former coach, and Mike, I love you, and I, I doubt I don't know if you'll ever listen to this, but he seems to always be at these brawls, starting with the Malice in the Palace, which is probably we can safely say is probably the worst sports like. Catastrophe in in history. Yeah. Um, well, I, from terms of just absolute pandemonium, absolute melee, absolute just the when you think of the worst, what's the worst thing that could happen in an arena that's not a terrorist attack? I mean, and it's completely like organic and comes with within the people who are there. No one was killed, fortunately, but like. It was certainly the worst um, athlete versus spectator event of my lifetime in professional sports. Uh, I, I guess I should say in American professional sports. I feel like soccer probably gets into it, you know, 
I could fully. I don't know, but if we had it, like I mean, this was in this was in Auburn Hills, Michigan. I mean, look, I don't want to look. This is not going to be a debate about like the, the, the. We I want to have a separate podcast. We'll about do a brawl pod. The different we'll fights in the best fights. A brawl pod. We'll get we'll yes, get into the Larry I absolutely Bird, think that's very fair. Bird and Doctor Julius Irving in fight. Yeah. Okay, we'll do that. Yes, but Lakers Rockets. I mean, Ingram. I just there was there was a point in the video where Ingram after like you know he walks away he walks over half court mm-hmm. and then when Paul and Rondo come back over Ingram literally sprints about 40 feet to get a punch in so for, a lot of the videos start with start with the Rondo or Chris Paul face off but the actual incident starts um, Ingram and Harden kind of Harden says something, and Ingram just shoves him aside, and the refs kind of step in, the players kind of clump up, Ingram gets pulled out and sent to the other side of the court, and so that's why they're already clumped up, was Ingram's uh, shove and technical foul against him. Um, so so he's, he's not a bystander in this. This wasn't like, he's on the other side of the court, and he's like, yeah, let's get in this. No, no, Ingram started this, Rondo... He definitely finished it. <laughs> oh, man. Do you think it's a bad look at all that LeBron doesn't grab his guy and get his guy out of there? LeBron grabs Chris Paul and gets Chris Paul out of there? Like, did that... Well, it, I think it was the most honest look that there, we saw that last night. Besides, like, Rondo and Chris like Chris, Chris Paul looking like, a, like he's pissed off, like he always does. I've never seen that guy smile on the court. I think LeBron really wishes um, he was in a red uniform last night. LeBron, we know LeBron is not... LeBron went to the Lakers for LeBron. LeBron did not go to the Lakers for any of those other players. Yeah. You know what I mean? He is not... This is, like, the biggest, like... I understand why you were upset as a Laker fan that LeBron went there. Like, as great as it is to have him on the court and it makes the Lakers somewhat watchable, it ruins their team. I mean, I... Like, he's not there. He has no ties to L.A. He's there because he's gonna. he's making a ridiculous amount of money... He has his production company. Like, he went to grab Chris Paul because, like, he's in the bottom quarter of his career now. He doesn't give a fuck about Ingram and all these motherfuckers. He cares about his boy Chris Paul. And he's like, yo, dude, don't fight with Rondo. I don't even like him. He, like, LeBron hates Rondo. There's, like, so many, like, you know what yeah. I mean? Like, so much tie, you know, beef between them. Like, he's like, I'm going to take Paul's side over Rondo's side every day, any yeah, day. Yeah. I want to punch Rondo, too. I think, if, I think if a legit fight broke out. Like, all teams, benches clear, everyone's throwing jabs. I think he's, you know, back-to-back with with Rondo. Or not back-to-back with Rondo. Back-to-back with Chris Paul fighting off the Lakers. I don't trust LeBron. Yeah, he would punch Stevenson in the face. Oh, yeah. Like, come on now. Oh, yeah. With Drew so, Like, no, this, you know, it was a close game. It was like 108-109 when this all happens. And the Lakers fall apart. You know... This takes me to my hot take, is I think LeBron's done. I think LeBron's given up already. He was so passive that game. He, you know, he had a, a segment in the third quarter where he put his head down, didn't look to pass, drove in, scored three straight times. But basically every other time, he'd either catch and shoot, or he'd stand there and wait for someone else to, to move, and he'd, you know, hit them with the pass. But if he ever tried to attack, it's okay. I'm done. I'm not. I'm not driving and kicking. 
I'm driving the score, and that's just how it is. And I, I think he's just on his own little island. Um, I don't think he fits with the team. And in all honesty, if I'm Laker management, when that December 15th rolls around, I'm putting out some quiet feelers of, hey, what will you give me if we trade you LeBron on a four-year deal? He doesn't have a no-trade clause. Oh, wow. What do you think you can get? If you call Minnesota right now and you say, hey, Tibbs, we want Carl Anthony Towns. you probably get Cat. Yeah, you could probably get Cat. I'll trade LeBron for Cat right now. Then you keep Butler. I think I think LeBron and Tibbs would get it on great. Well, that was disappointing. I hope everything's okay over there. Yeah, uh, no, the, uh, the whiteboard behind me just uh, detached from the wall and crashed to the ground. Gotta get better command strips. I think that's a metaphor for. Uh, so I think that's a metaphor for what's happening with the Apparently. Lakers. Um, I mean, I don't think they're gonna trade LeBron James. There's no way. But I do think that um, it's fair. It's be. It would be fair for us to believe that LeBron's definitely like maybe I made a mistake. I mean, in coming here. You know, I, I, we're still waiting to see what the uh, the suspensions are. At this time, but if Ingram, what do you, what would you expect the suspensions to be? What are, what are your guesses? Ingram. Yeah. Well, Ingram's got a. I mean, I watched. I was watching ESPN coverage of it, and you know, Ingram. Uh, Stephen A. Smith said Ingram deserves a step of suspension. I completely agree with him in the fact that. Uh, but in, as far as games, um, what is what is what he did worth? Mm-hmm. In terms of like justice yeah. value. I'd say it's early in the season. He's a young player. He has no previous infractions. Six to eight games. See, that's what I was... I, I was feeling the five to ten range for uh, suspensions. Yeah. Um, Chris Paul and Rondo, probably three. Yeah. They, um, their suspension shouldn't be that long. And then LeBron for not showing Laker loyalty. Just get four games. Get four games. Four games for staying out of trouble while all this trouble is brewing. Four games. For once again proving that you don't get involved in anything. Four games. Yeah. It's uh. No, I I, I think. I think Rondo's probably gone two to five, and I think Ingram's gone five to ten. Um, I think running in there, throwing the punch from behind, is a really bad thing—a bad look that the NBA's. Especially, it's on video, and the and the whole country is watching. Yeah, <laughs> it's a very very bad look. It could—I mean, ten games. I would not be surprised either. Which I. I w- if it was just Rondo, I'd call this a blessing in disguise because Ball has looked good. I'd love to see Ball get more time. He's actually uh, the Lakers' second leading three-point percentage shooter right now behind Rondo, which I didn't realize. Um, Rondo could shoot threes in college, buddy. Yeah, that that's a shorter line. <laughs> fair point, fair point. But um, yeah. Uh, all right. Let's. That's probably enough Lakers. 
Clippers, Rockets. Yeah, I mean, I was going to talk about them hosting Kendrick Lamar, but I feel like this was like the uh, you know they're zero two now. I really think I don't think they're gonna I don't think they're gonna make. I saw something about the Kendrick Lamar thing, but I don't really know anything about it. What's what's that deal? So the Lakers host a. They've had Elon Musk. They host these like successful people in different industries in there to tell the Lakers players, especially since they were such a young team last year, what it takes to be successful. So they had their basically their late. It's called the Genius Series, but it's basically Lakers TED Talks. Okay. And so they had Pulitzer Prize winner Kendrick Lamar. He's a Pulitzer Prize uh, winner. Yes, he won the Pulitzer Prize for damn and uh, in music. And he is the first to ever do it. I didn't it. know that was a thing. Kendrick Lamar is a fucking Pulitzer oh. winner. It's amazing. Um, yeah, he's a really... I don't know. He's a very talented person. Um, but anyway, they hosted him. Clearly, nothing, nothing what he said rubbed off because they had a fight the next day. I mean, <laughs> so, maybe he told them that you have to had, fight for what speech you want. speech went in one ear and out the other. You know what he said? He could have said that you have to Perhaps. fight for it. If you've got dreams, you've got to go. But you've got to be humble and sit down, Nathan. Yeah. That's what Ingram was trying to tell Chris Paul. Be humble. Sit down with the punch from behind. Well, Ingram's initial beef (laughs) was with freaking, with James Harden. So, you know, you know, but maybe, honestly, maybe, maybe Brendan Ingram is sick and tired of the James Harden shop. You know? I mean. Maybe he wants something natural like, um... Like Shaquille O'Neal making foul shots. I don't know. God, yeah. I tried to rhyme it there. <laughs> oh, um, I, I see what you did there. But yeah, that was. Yeah, yeah, no, I tied in the lyrics mm-hmm. with. Mm-hmm. Uh, Listen, my rap, like, uh, uh, my rap game is not strong. Although I have been getting, getting into some Anderson Pack of late, but. Uh, and I, I listened to Usher's new album, but. No. Usher has a new, new album. Yeah, that's that's the response I get from everyone. Is like Usher still exists. Yeah, I I've been listening to this band Parcels. They just came out with their debut album, and also Andrew McMahon and has just dropped uh, a new single called Blue Vacation. And of course, my last name is Blue, okay. and I love the right. song. But anyway, we uh, music another yeah. time. Um, <laughs> anyway, so we touched on the Lakers. Um, let's touch on the new, like, soap opera that is the Minnesota Timberwolves. Um, and my question was, actually, no, my, my observation from all this is, like, it just seems like Tom Thibodeau is enjoying all this a little bit too much. I don't know why, why we feel like he's enjoying it. I, I don't necessarily... I don't know, he just, he seems like... I don't know. It just uh, for me when I look at it, like him and Jimmy Butler just seem to be like just too like okay with. It. I guess they both realize that they're leaving. Maybe that's why they seem they just seem a little smug. I don't know. That's just like my from my like I don't know. That's from my observation of observations. Jimmy Jimmy Butler, you know, I've I've been reading like he's enjoying this role as like. The villain on his own team, and uh, but you know he's just like he's been quoted saying, you know, you'll never be able to question my effort. 
you know, which is the truth. Like, he's been playing solidly. But, like, it just seems like, I don't know, Tibbs, I, I guess, like I said, I think the reason I think that I, you know, it just seemed to be too chill with, like, all this, like, trouble. Like, you're not getting along with your teammates. Mm-hmm. You know, no one wants you there. Like, I don't know. It just, like, but they just seem too, I don't know, smug. That's my feeling, but. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I, I wish, I wish Carl Anthony Towns or Andrew Wiggins would do something or say something. You know, the, they're very clearly the franchise moving forward. And, and they're both clearly unhappy with the current situation. Yeah, I, I mean, Wiggins, Wiggins like, yeah, it's fine. It's Jimmy being Jimmy. I don't feel like you feel that. Wiggins, be real. Be like, nah, I want his ass out of here. Towns, you know, demand this. Get that trade request going. I want to see Towns step forward and say, hey, it's him or me. Get him out of here. That'd be great. I think that Minnesota... I think that's what they've really been lacking, always. Even KG really was just really passive when he was there. He never really like made these like tremendous demands. You know, he's like, "Look, I'm a, f- I'm a fucking good player. Mm-hmm. I demand. You know, you guys go get somebody or get me the hell out of here. I'm wasting my career. Like, I don't have freaking time for this. Yeah, I, I mean, KG probably the most respectful. One of the things I've love about him was he renegotiated his salary to take less to try to bring in Sam Cassell and Charles Freewell when they finally had success but he also never really 2004 he never demanded never said hey you guys have to do this and I think Minnesota has really botched a lot of their a a lot of their opportunities yeah you know even with the Minnesota trade or the, the the Kevin Love trade it's like, oh yeah, you got two number one picks, but even then we're like, Anthony Bennett's not good, you know. Like the the gamble with these draft picks is like, oh, you it's all it is is the opportunity to select someone. You still have to pick someone, yeah. which is why like who really wins in these trades, you really don't know. The, the LeBron, the pick when the Kyrie trade turned into Colin Sexton, I don't think he's gonna be the next Kyrie Irving. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And Boston still got freaking Kyrie Irving out of the trade. I think that Boston would have done more with that eighth pick, but could they have done with that eighth pick? Could they have got more than Kyrie Irving out of that? I don't know. I mean, I mean that could have been Kevin Knox and Tatum on the, on the Celtics. I mean, you probably could have gotten L.A.'s pick, which I guess L.A.'s pick wasn't was not that good. But, no, I guess L.A.'s pick was already traded. It's they couldn't have offered it. Yeah. Yeah, you just you never know. I don't know. But like I said, I think in these trades with the picks, you still like that's your it's on you to draft somebody well. And if you don't and you have a history of not drafting well, i.e. Minnesota. What is a pick really worth to no, you? That's that's fair. That's fair. I was pulling up Minnesota's draft picks and Johnny Flynn. You know, this past year they dra- they drafted two guys who we haven't seen enough of to make any sort of decisions. The previous year they drafted Markman and then traded him, him for, for Butler. The year before that was Chris Dunn. Uh, then, you know, going back to 15, we've got Towns 
And they actually drafted Jetty Osman, who I didn't realize. Um, he's looking fine in Cleveland. The year before, they drafted Levine. He was in the Butler trade, along with Glenn Robinson III, who they never brought in. And he went and out. Um, the previous year, they had Trey Burke, who he's... was he? Who just missed some free throws last night yep. for the Knicks. Uh, and Andre Roberson were their two first-round picks. Roberson's actually not bad, yeah, right? They didn't keep him. Like, it's because no one flourishes in Minnesota except for Towns, it seems like, and Kevin Love. But you can, you can flourish, but you can't win. Yeah, I, I think I think they need to get a whole new coach in there. I think they got to move Butler. I think Glenn Taylor is a terrible. I think you owner. call this season a wash and you move on. Uh, yep, I pack it in. Two games, three yep. games, pack it in. What do we really have? I'd say you give it a month. You can't win. You can't. I mean, you give it a month. You f- the first thirty days. I just I don't know what you accomplish. Even if you make the playoffs this year, you're not competing. And then you've made the playoffs, and you're not getting a good draft pick. And Butler's walking this off season. Like, like I don't I don't know what that accomplishes. I don't think you win anything that way. Yeah. But, all right, we had a couple more teams we wanted to touch on here. We're getting close to that hour mark, so let's, let's move on. Um, did you want to do Phoenix or Golden State next? Wait, what, what's, the, what's the second team that you uh, said? Golden State. What's that? Oh, uh, that was my hot take, which is I'm picking. No, 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 but what's, what's, what is Golden State? What's, what is that? <laughs> oh, I forgot. I for- are you talking I forgot about, about, you talking about Lord Voldemort? discussing them. Well, I'm only bringing them up now. I because well I no no I don't no no we will not talk about them in this podcast not happening Ben there's nothing to talk about I don't they're not interesting they're not a team I do not recognize them they were on your list not they are on your podcast rundown I have it right here let me um I had it right here let me find it no they're not yeah, They're not you, on you had Lakers, Rockets, Brawl, yada yada. How come Mike Breen is at every all of these fights? And then uh, Warriors versus the field. Of which, I'm taking oh. the field. I'm, I'm solidly in this. I don't think the Warriors are winning this championship. Two games in. I really feel, I feel very triggered talking about them. Two games them. in. Warriors are not winning the championship. Yes, they've won both their games. But it was an Oklahoma City team without Russell Westbrook and then a very close Utah Jazz game. I... Your face. I just feel uncomfortable right now. I don't... I don't I'm, I'm going to choose not... I'm going to pass on this. And, um, you know, you can just have your opinion. I, I'm just going to refuse okay. to talk about this okay. team. Um you're going to have to talk but, about them eventually. Uh, we can't just ignore Golden State all season long. Someone will catch let's on. Let's see how this. long we can do it. Let's see, let's see how long we can. Let's see how long you can, because <laughs> I've already cracked and talked about them twice now. So I I, I just can't. I can't okay. do it. You know, but I look, this is your you can have the corner to talk about that team that I won't talk about. Yeah, Nathan's corner. Because I, have a... I, I am boycotting this team, and that's just going to be right. it. Uh-oh. Um, Phoenix then Hooked on Phoenix I really hope there's a billboard somewhere In like the Phoenix area That says Hooked on Phoenix And there's like a Suns ad 
that's just too terrible. I hope terrible. that I'm not. I know I'm not the first person to say this. Hooked on Phoenix, but I don't know. Devin Booker's really good at scoring, and I don't know everything I expected. They're going to be fun. They're going to be interesting. You're right. They don't have a point guard, but I think they're going to be. They'll be more competitive than they have been than they, than you would have expected them to be. And um, I think LeBron should go there. I think he could actually maybe have success winning there. They need a point guard, and that's what he is. You know, they, they've been running Booker at that kind of point forward role, or I guess he's a sh- shooting point guard role thing. They're running him with the James Harden slot, uh, where he's a primary ball handler and distributor. And their first game, they looked great. Um, I mean, granted, they were playing... They were playing Dallas. Playing? Yeah, so. But, you know, uh, the fact that Aiton looked good going against uh, going against DeAndre Jordan is a good sign for me. Um, Jordan looks really weird in the Mavs uniform. Yeah, yeah, that's another um, another one I'm just not used to seeing. Dallas has not updated their uniform since, like, 2003. Remember the last uniform update, which were the weird green-blue ones that I liked? Yeah. But... Uh, no, I like them too. Oh, good, good. I didn't think many people liked those. I thought they like got backlash because they just ditched those hard. Like, okay, that was a bad idea. We're, we're done with those. We're never bringing those back. But yeah, I would, uh, I mean, Phoenix, I don't know. They've been surprising, and I'm going to keep watching. And next week, I'll probably have some more on them. I hope that Booker and Aiden have another good week. I'd like to see them win some good games early. Yeah, and they, they got taken out, just demolished by Denver. But I really wonder if, if Denver could snag that three seed. I wonder if Denver actually has young Thunder potential. Denver's got a higher like. I'll, I'll revisit this once Denver plays Golden State, Houston. You know, but I think Denver. I think they Jokic is, uh, he's unbelievable. Jokic. They've also given about. They've also given up the least amount of points in the in, in the league per that. game so far, ninety four points. I, I just Jokic, and that is five less than the Clippers, and approximately on average, I'd say about uh, seven points under league average for points playing given okay. up. That's just me doing quick math I'll right take there. It. You know. But again, it's two games in. But hey, Nuggets are two and zero, and Jokic is a beast. I'm on the Jokic train. Jokic, thirty-five points, twelve rebounds, eleven assists, and four steals in thirty minutes, going eleven for eleven from the field, three for three from the three-point line, and ten for eleven from the free throw line. Like, he's gonna be better than Dirk. If he stays healthy, he's gonna be better that's, than Dirk. That's disgusting. Yeah. He's six eleven. Yeah. Um, it's it's they ridiculous. They play Golden State tonight, so I might want to watch that game. I'm just gonna tell you, if they beat Golden State, I'm gonna feel super vindicated. You got it. I'm gonna be like, yeah, field over Golden State. You. I mean, look, I'll watch that. I mean, Denver is just really, like I said. 
I only saw Jokic once versus the, the Nets last year, last October, and it was freaking like the boy just tore yeah. it up. He's he just really tore good at it basketball. up. I was like, damn, this dude is something else. And I stand by that. The Denver's like the most interesting team uh, in the West as far as like wild card. Like, I mean, I'm just happy that like we have a Denver and Utah in the I West. Think as far as variance goes, Denver could be one of the highest variance outcomes because I could really see them getting that, that three seed, maybe even pushing for a two seed. They could overachieve hard I also, this year. I, uh, there are also people who are picking them to not make the playoffs. Um, so I think Jokic is too efficient for them not yeah, to. Yeah, he's, he's playing excellent. Also with like Golden State, I just said it, damn it, but with the team who must not be named and Houston probably mailing in at least a third of their games, like, it's fair... Like, Harden got his MVP. I don't really know where his motivation is coming from this season. Kamal mm-hmm. Anthony still looks like he's finding his way. Mm-hmm. I don't know. He just might be done. But we'll see what happens. I just think Melo just doesn't fit in anywhere, and that's really a problem where you can't tune your skill set and, like, add on to a team. That's problematic. Yeah, I don't... I don't know what else he brings because he he really is is a primary scorer, and if he's just not bringing primary scoring or, or even primary scoring to a bench unit where he gets trotted out there for sixteen minutes with the bench and they're like, hey, just we're gonna run the offense through you. I don't, I don't know what he is or what he brings to the to any team anymore. It's true, and. Maybe he should just, uh, I mean, I don't know. The mellow problem seems to have always been a problem. Yeah. Maybe he should go shine with, sign with those uh, Shanghai Sharks. Uh, Jimmer Fredette seems to uh, enjoy being able to shoot nearly 40 times a night. <sighs> Good old Jimmer. Good old Jimmer. Jimmer! From Glen Falls, New York. Jimmer. Um, but yeah, Denver, Denver, Denver. Um, in any event, uh, with the West, is there anything else you want to touch? I mean, Portland looks good. Uh, they're the tryhards of the regular season. Pelicans look great. Oh, oh yeah, we should. You know, we should you touch know their point. You know the Pelicans. The Pelicans are. You know the Pelicans are averaging 140 points per Dude, game. I, but they're also giving up 120. So like. And but their point differential is still a plus nineteen and a half. It's, it's ridiculous. I didn't. Um, I don't really. Heritage, I, I baby. Mean, they, they've not had the cream of the crop competition. I, I guess they played Houston in the first game. Um, I went and watched that whole Kings game, and Miritich just doesn't miss. Miritich was just hitting everything. Also, Anthony Davis, you just have to throw the ball within, like, 10 feet of him in the basket, and he will catch it and put it in. That guy is so long, and Alfred Payne made some terrible passes that Davis was like, ah, no, no, no problem. I got this. I'm right here. Don't worry about it, little buddy. <laughs> um... Do you think the Pelicans could be a top four seed? 
Maybe. I mean, it's hard to adjust to a team that plays that fast. So, while I would not project them to be a top four playoff team, like a team that I really fear in the playoffs, they kind of remind me of those old Indiana teams, turn of the 2000s, the, the Ron Artest era, uh, bring this full circle. But um, <laughs> where, where everyone knows they're going to be a great regular season team. Uh, and I think with this speed, they could be a really good regular season team where they rattle off, you know, 55 wins, um, but then maybe get upset in the first round of the playoffs or second round of the playoffs. Oh, that's like the worst. Yeah. I mean, don't don't look here. No, 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 no. no. We don't want anyone to go to way of Portland did oh, last year. It's just so sad. I feel like... It's disgraceful. It's actually just like so disheartening. I have so many mixed feelings about Portland because I feel like they're really getting shafted hard. Of no one believes in them this year. They're the popular pick I've seen. Even after the Butler trade, I still see people picking Minnesota and uh, San Antonio over them. We have a friend that keeps trying to tell me that Memphis is going to make the playoffs. That's over them, um, and and the Clippers, which. Dear God, if the Clippers and Memphis make the playoffs, I'm just—I don't know basketball. Then, the, then we then we were completely wrong about the West, and that would, we'll have to live with that—that that we completely missed. I mean, that. unless unless Butler gets traded, the only reason I think Clippers will make it is if, if Butler gets traded. I could see that happening if he goes to not not just traded in general, but traded to the Clippers, and they don't give up anything of value. They can make the playoffs. Yeah. Well, no moves as of yet. Maybe LeBron gets traded to Minnesota. Maybe LeBron gets traded to Memphis. Maybe LeBron gets traded to San Antonio for uh, for Popovich. LeBron for Cat. Let's make it happen. Or maybe LeBron gets traded to Portland for Miles Plumlee. I actually really like LA's team if we have Cat. If it's, you know... We're moving forward. Lonzo, Lonzo, Ingram, and Cat would be disgusting. I mean, I would throw up. Start, like, like, all right, let's just at that point, let's just give up on on this, you know, veteran guys. We're starting Ball. We're starting Hart. We've got Ingram, Kuzma, and Cat. That's our starting five. That's like that's disgusting. That makes me want to cry. I, that's that's a beautiful team. Yeah, that's like a real with hope. Like yeah. that team is going to be good eventually. And I'm not even like that guaranteed high on they're gonna Kat. they're gonna they're gonna take over the league. Like I'm not even that high on Cat. I think he's a really passive and kind of a baby. But man, yeah. But with be a fun team yeah, to watch. Make it happen. Come on. It'd be a college team basically, but it'd be a fun team to watch. LeBron for Cat. Let's make this trade. Um. Happen. Anyway. I guess that's the West, yeah. uh, and we are basically, um, we've done week yeah. one, man. We got through the first week. week. one wrap. You know, only, only, Kevin, only Kevin Knox is really hurt, right? And I don't think he's really hurt. We made it through week one without any major injuries. No one snapped their leg. Knock on wood, one. knock on wood, knock on wood. Knock on wood. By the way, I, is, can you answer for me this, is... Uh, who's the first round pick that Denver took? Oh, Michael Porter Williams. 
Michael Porter Jr. Jr. Not Porter, not Porter Williams. Oh my gosh, because you have Michael Carter Williams. Oh yeah, Michael Carter. Everyone's names just once we get into these hyphenated names, like would you ever hyphenate a name? I would try not to. I guess yeah. I guess it's not really. I have I have a cool I have an interesting last name to hyphenate though. If you want to do hyphen blue or blue hyphen, it would be really interesting because it would add on to it. I feel like that's fair. Yeah, blue actually probably works with hyphenating. Uh, I knew yeah. I have a friend that I grew up with whose last name is Orr, and spelled like the mineral. But we always wanted um, with the I got both brother and sister friends. Uh, we always wanted them to marry someone whose last name was a first name. So like, you know, they could hyphenate it. And if they married someone whose last name is, I don't know, I'm trying to think what a, a general first name is. Um, God. I'm looking at diverse rosters. No help. Um, you know, uh, there Trey Lyles. If she married someone named Trey Lyles and they hyphenated it, and it was Or Lyles, their kids could be <laughs> like you know Michael Or Lyles. Just <laughs> like, wait, what, what did you say? Oh, my name's Michael or Lyles. My name's uh, James or Lyles. You know, whichever you prefer. It would create a lot of. It would create a lot of. Confusion. It would. It it would just, yeah. Um, but he has not played yet. Uh, Michael Porter. He's listed. It is out um, and day to day. So we'll see. But they're not ruling him out for the season. They think he will play this year, along with Isaiah Thomas, who has not played. So. We'll see. Hopefully those guys take the court for some time. Yeah. Well, anyhow, <clears throat> this has been, I guess this is uh, this has been the week one overreactions. Yeah. You know, uh, we'll be back next week with week two overreactions. Um. For sure, unless something crazy happens, if there's a trade, we'll probably have a podcast in the middle of this week. For sure. We got Halloween coming up, Nathan. You got the costumes? Ooh, I haven't figured out a costume yet. I've kind of had a lot going on. Um, uh, podcast listeners, my grandmother died, um, passed away this week, so we've kind of, all of my Halloween plans have kind of been chucked out the window, Ooh, or at least temporarily delayed. I, I know that doesn't really matter much to you guys, but... Yeah, I probably shouldn't get into this much, but yeah. So Halloween's been kind of backburnered until uh, until a funeral happens and whatnot. What about you? Any uh, any exciting Halloween plans? Um, my girlfriend and I were gonna be uh, salt and pepper. Uh, it's a popular interracial couple costume. And Please tell uh, me you're going I'm as also salt. Going to be a... She's going as pepper. Correct. Good. Good. I just thought it would be a little bit yes. too on the nose. If you win as pepper and she win as salt, or are no, you going no, as the band to, uh, salt and pepper? We were also were thinking about that. We were thinking about like doing like a mix of because that would be really you know, fun. Uh, push it, yes. But anyhow, um, I will. Uh, this has been uh, an edition of the Hoops Temple Podcast, uh, second second edition for 2018 2019. Um, you can hit us up on Twitter at Nathan S one two seven or at Pat's Nick's uh, Mets on Twitter uh, and our website's hoopstemple.com. or 
I still that link still yeah, works. That link right still now. works. Uh, we've also expanded. We are Temple uh, Entertainment and Media or Temple EAM. Uh, we just rebranded our Twitter handle today. We've got a lot of fun content going out. So uh, if you enjoy hearing us talk about things, um, want to see us write about things, uh, or our other writers, we've got um, TV, movie. Uh, I've been binging Daredevil. We'll probably get something up about Daredevil soon. So yeah, um, come check us check out the site. Speaking of uh, last side note, um, I heard that uh, my my girlfriend told me that Luke Cage got yeah. canceled. Yeah, which that's crazy. So they can't. They film it right here in Harlem where we live. They canceled Cage and they canceled Iron Fist, which. Well, Iron Fist I heard was crap. Season two was good. Um, oh. What I'll say is Marvel and Disney are coming out with their own streaming service, so I wouldn't be surprised if Netflix cancels or. They're unable to come to terms and agreements with all of their Marvel series, and it gets transitioned over to Marvel. I, I also gotcha. wouldn't be surprised to hear that they announce Heroes for Hire, which is a combo Luke Cage Iron Fist show, uh, and Daughters of the Dragon, which is a Colleen Wing, um, gosh, why can't I, a Misty Knight show. So I, I wouldn't be surprised if if it's less of a cancellation. And more of a restructure, renegotiation, either to Marvel's platform or just uh, a reorganization of the shows. So, all right, cool. I'm sorry for that little TV tangent, but that's good information. We'll pod at some point, not on this channel, but um, yeah, we've restructured things behind the scenes to get more uh, podcasts available. So once we get this weekly, we're gonna try to launch some other stuff and have other hosts and. Yeah, come check us out. Absolutely. Anyhow, thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, And we'll be back next week. All right. Talk to you later. Until then, talk to you later.